Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. And I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. And it's a lot of stuff going on around, around us today. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Now, that's this exciting song. I just like it because it says, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. And he's doing great things for me. So one more time. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. You got to put yourself in that spot. You got to put yourself in that spot. That the Lord is doing great things for you. I'm excited, though. Amen. Bow your head with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. In the, in the behalf of those that's watching this broadcast or are listening to this, this broadcast, however they may be receiving it, I ask that you touch every little soul. Break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs in their life. Cover them with Jesus' precious blood. I rebuke them with the violent spirit and the hindering spirit from them from receiving the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bibles. <laughs> I like that song. Because it's true. Because the, the, the scripture has declared that eyes have not seen Ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things have, that God himself has prepared for them that love him. So do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Amen. Do you love God? Amen. And then the scripture picks up again and says, No good thing with he will withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Get your Bibles. Tonight, we're going to talk about deliverance, part three. Uh, we did the, um, back in May or May 1st, you could go back and check on YouTube or Twitter for the May 1st message, part one of, um, uh, of deliverance and part two on uh, May 8th, part two. So tonight, we're going to talk about part three on deliverance. Get your Bible to go with the book of the Hebrews, chapter 11, and verse 35. And the reason as such. 
Hebrews chapter 11 verse 35 said, women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. I'm gonna read it again. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might attain a better header, a resurrection. Deliverance. Whenever I, uh, whenever we finish editing the book uh, 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 that I, I wrote on deliverance, it's going to be really interesting. It's not, it's not church deliverance. It's with all type of deliverance. We're all delivered. But in this verse here, it shows us something interesting. It shows us something very, very, very interesting. It shows us that same people. Some people receive their dead ray through the resurrection of God's word and his servants praying for them to be restored to life. And then you see some rejected deliverance that they may obtain eternal life. Why? Because the deliverance that was being offered to them was a cop-out. That's the difference. The deliverance that was offered up, they say, we won't touch y'all if you deny Christ, if you reject God. They said, I'd rather die here on this earth than miss out on my eternal deliverance and glory. You got to understand there's different types of deliverance, and there's times when you got to reject deliverance. Well, think about this. Today, in the business world, a lot of companies will say, well, if you do this, uh, 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 if you just tweak the books for us, we, we'll let you go. I was watching a movie, uh, 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 some Christian show. I can't remember what it was. And they had a scene in it where a man, uh, a Spanish guy had got this job. And as he had the job, he was called to the office. And um, they said, well, uh, you know, we like your work. We want to give you a promotion. And they said, but we need you. When you, or you see this manifest here, we need you to change it from 17 to 16, because we don't want nobody else to know about the 17th uh, 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 container. He said, well, then the guy was stunned that they offered him that. They said, you're going to have this job, this position, and an increase. But we need you to be able to take care of this first. Well, we need you to uh, move something out there, make like it don't exist. So he didn't say nothing at that moment. So they gave him to, to the next day, the next morning when it came to work to make a decision if he wanted a job, he would have to agree to do that. So I want to show you something about this. He went home, his wife, he had a Christian wife supposed to be saved. But yes, she's going to tell him, it's okay, you got to do this. We got to keep the roof over our head. We can't go backwards, so this is what they want you to do. Do what you got to do to get that, that, that promotion. But this man was an ethical man. This man was willing not only to reject the promotion to get fired, because he was not going to do that. Because he said it was not moral and it was not ethical. But his wife didn't want to hear that. But yes, she was supposed to be saved. 
So he went to the job the next morning. He was nervous about what was going to happen, but he had already made his decision that he was not going to do that. So they called him in the office and they said, have you made your decision? They said, yes, I made my decision. He said, what's it going to be? He said, well, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I can't, I, I, I can't take the job because I, I, I can't lie. I can't lie because that's the fraud and people to lie. I can't do it. And uh, the owner of the company said, congratulations, you just got the job. He said, what? He said, you just got the job. We went through eight applicants and not one had a morality or an ethical to say they wouldn't do it. You the man for the job. You're going to look out for the best interest of the staff here. You're going to look out for the best interest of the company. Congratulations, you've been promoted and you just got a raise. You got to understand what deliverance is. Amen. Deliverance can be from God or it can be from the devil. Amen. Amen. You got to watch this. You got to watch when you're being tried, when you're being tested. You got to watch this. Amen. The wife was all excited that he got the job, but yes, she was the one in green and saying, go do it even though it's wrong. God, I'll let you get by. God, don't let you get by. And this man knew that. That's why he wouldn't do it. He put his life and hands and future in God's hands. So in this scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 35, it shows us something unique. Some people receive deliverance from God. Some people directed deliverance from man that they might obtain eternal deliverance through God Amen. and the resurrection. That's, that's really something to think about because people could give you a way out. But that's not God's way. If you just do this for us, oh, everything will be all right. We won't, we won't mess with you no more. That's not deliverance. That's deception. Amen. Some people gave up their lives. When I when I used to watch, uh, I used to like to watch uh, Roman Day movies and stuff. And I seen those a lot of the different movies, and I didn't understand because I was a, I was really a kid and stuff. But I was watching a lot of those movies, and I didn't understand why they were feeding the people to the lions. Why they were feeding the people to the lions. And I didn't understand why they were doing it. Then as I got older, I realized and learned more about who Christ Jesus was and who was serving God, and they were not going to reject God to save their natural life. Amen. Because it was far better to give up the natural life and to spend eternity in glory than to save this natural life and to spend eternity in hell and then turn into the lake of fire. Big difference. Big difference. When we look at reality of God's word, it don't change. He said, I am the Lord that God that changes thee not. I don't change. I don't change. You change. He said, I am the Lord that God that changes not. He said, my word is already settled in heaven. It's already settled. They can burn all the Bibles, write new Bibles or whatever they want. God's word is already settled in heaven. It's not changing for us. That's what I like about God. That's another thing put on a, I like about God. I should write a book about the things I like about God. This would be a big book. But when you look at the scriptures, you see this. 
that God don't change. He's still self-existent. He's still holy. Let's go on to Genesis chapter 45. Let's go on to Genesis chapter 45. Genesis 45 and verse 7. Listen to what the scripture says. And God sent me before thee to preserve thee, to preserve you a prosperity in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. I'll read it again. Now God and God sent me before you to preserve you a prosperity in the earth and to save you to save your lives with a great deliverance. Joseph, this is the story of Joseph. You gotta really read the story about Joseph. You'll understand when God has ordained you to do certain things. And some people get jealous of what God has done and they'll get mad and find ways to get rid of you. <laughs> but you can't stop God. You can't stop God's plan. God had a plan for Joseph's life to save not only his family, but the people of Egypt. You, you, you gotta understand about how God operates. He don't operate like us. God sees in the future. He sees beyond anything we'll ever see or know or think. And uh, Joseph's brother sold him. And he wound up in Egypt. And because God had a plan, this is why I tell people to be careful. When you're going through things, that God may have planted you certain, in certain places. It may not always be comfortable. It may not be the best of the best, but sometimes God plants you for a reason. God planted this thing to happen to Joseph so Joseph could turn around and become a very, very great man. That he would save his own household, the very people who tried to destroy him. Amen. Listen to this. I'll read it again. And God sent me before you to preserve your property in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. And if you really read the story uh, in this, this, this chapter of 45, you're going to see that it was a great deliverance. That was done. And that Joseph was used as a mighty vessel through wisdom and understanding and with the spirit of God working with him. Amen. Glory to God. You got to have the spirit of God working with you in order to be used for true deliverance. Yeah. Joseph was used to not only save his family, but the people of Egypt and the very people that caused him to be in Egypt. We got this thing in us. I don't like that, God. I want it this way. I want to do that. But God said, I got a plan for you. 
My blind is going to help you not only deliver yourself, but those around you. But you study fighting God and I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I want to do it my way, my way, my way, my way, my way. God said, no. I don't want you to do it your way. I want you to do it the way I got designed just for you. And as God began to work with Joseph over the years and build them up to he was the second most powerful person in Egypt. You couldn't move your mouth against Joseph. He was dead. And he was a Jew. You couldn't move your mouth against Joseph because Joseph was the second most powerful man in the kingdom next to the king. Even the king looked to him. But you got to understand the story about Joseph because uh, I was, I think it was the queen. She tried to mess him up. You got to understand how God works. You got to watch people. You got to stay on your post. You got to stay alert spiritually and physically because people are tricky. They'll use trickery on you when the devil is operating through them. But Joseph was able to save his family. And those around him, and then an Egyptian through a great deliverance because that drought was killing people. You got to really read the story. But one of the things I want to bring out in this story is that just because God promised to use you great, greatly, and you were going to lead your family, or you're going to lead all these people, sometimes it's best to keep your mouth shut. Don't tell everybody everything God showed you. Uh, that was kind of Joseph's uh, 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 problem. He was telling his brother that y'all going to follow me. I'm going to be your boss. Y'all going to bow down to me and y'all going to obey what I said. He's telling his big brothers this. I can imagine me telling my brothers that. Y'all going to listen to me. Y'all going to do what I say do because God told me I'm going to lead you guys. Well, if I told my brothers that, <laughs> I might not be standing here. <laughs> I might have been wound up worship to Joseph. <laughs> I had one brother we always fought. And can't imagine, I could just imagine me telling my brother that God told me I'm going to lead him. He probably would have took me. He was almost seven feet tall. My brother would have took me and probably used me as a wash rag to clean the toilet with, okay? That's the type of person he was. You know, you get in a fight, my brother, you better know how to fight and you better know how to run for your life if you're losing. <laughs> I'm serious. Then I have another brother. Oh, you don't want to know about that, brother. Because he gets you, you're gone. <laughs> then I had another brother, that's martial arts expert. I thought I was in the best. I would, I would have been dead already three times over. But Joseph was telling his brother and all this stuff that he going to lead them, blah, blah, blah. But it was true. God was going to use Joseph in the great deliverance to deliver them. But they didn't want to hear that. Joseph was a little scabby kid. Loved by his father more than them. So they were really upset. That's why when God tells you stuff, wait till God tell you to bring it forth. Do not bring it forth on your own. It could damage you. Just because God gave you a message don't mean you still to run out there the second he gets, unless he told you, go now. Sit your behind still and wait on God. 
and be used as a great vessel of deliverance in his timing. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 18. Psalms 18, real quick. Psalm 18 and verse 19. Look at that verse. Psalm 18 and 19 says, He brought me forth also in a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. I'll read it again. <clears throat> he brought me forth, Psalm 18 and 19, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Now, we used to sing a song, he delivered, praise the Lord. He delivered me, praise the Lord. He delivered me, praise the Lord. Now, hold up before we start singing. Listen to what it says. He delivered me. He, excuse me, verse 19. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted me. The Lord will bring you into a large place in him. And it's not always a natural place. It could be a spiritual place in him. The Lord could bring you in a strong and large place in him. The Lord can move you out of a little one by room, a room into a nice uh, $5 square foot house. He could do it. But God delivered him. This is one of the things we miss. One of the reasons why God delivered us because he delighted in us. Remember, I just told you no good thing. With God, with hope, and I'm not woke up brightly before he delight. The Bible also said the light starts out in the Lord. Delight yourself. The Lord delighted in him. The Lord delights in you. Almighty God delights in you. The enemy don't want you to know. The Lord wants to deliver you out of your sickness and your financial sickness. God wants to deliver you out of your misery because he delights in you. Because he delights in you, he wants to bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said he sent his word and healed them and what? And delivered them from their destructions. Because he delights in you. One of the things I've learned about God, God delights in us, but we don't delight in him. We don't. If we truly delight in God, we will praise his name in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our trouble. Oh, we, most of us, we complain and cry like act like a two-year-old. Everything going fine, we're acting all tough. Now, look at, let's look at that verse one more time. He brought me both also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Y'all got to understand that. The Lord delights himself. Oh, my goodness. He delighted. The Lord gets excited about us. 
The Lord gets excited about us, but we don't get excited about, you know, it used to be a time people went to church and they was exciting. You hear that song I sing at the start of the service? I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. You say, well, what did he do for you this day? He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. I was able to eat my own food. Nobody had to feed me. Because God delights in us. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke 4 and 18. Let's run over to Luke 4 and 18. There's different type of deliverance. I just told you about two types of deliverance. I also showed you where people gave up their life because they didn't want man's deliverance. I just showed you that God wants to deliver us because he delights in us. So let's look at Luke 4.18. Listen to what the Lord himself had to say. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to them that are captive and recovering the sight of the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. I'm going to read it again. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the brokenhearted and preach deliverance to them that are captive, recovering the sight of them that are blind and set at liberty, them that are bruised. Now listen to this. The Jews still had no clue who he was, even though that was in the book of Isaiah also. Amen. They had no clue who Jesus Christ was, and today they don't either. He came with the spirit of the Lord upon him because he anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor. The poor must have the gospel preached to them because they're important too. Though the scripture said, God said the poor will be with you always. <laughs> ah. He said the poor will be with you always. But he had to preach the gospel to the poor. He had to preach the gospel to the poor, and then he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's another problem. He's talking about the church folk. Many people in church today need deliverance because they're brokenhearted. Some preacher messed them over, some man messed them over, some woman messed them over, some company messed them over, and they walk around brokenhearted. And they need true deliverance. They need deliverance from God. They need God ultimate deliverance in their life. Now let's go and let's look out without the mercy. To preach deliverance to them that are captive. You hear that? To preach deliverance. Healing and deliverance. Deliverance to bring the people out with the anointing of God to bring them out of bondages that they're in. Those that are in different types of spiritual bondage and natural bondage on drugs, alcohol, alcoholic, homosexual, 
Live state on oh, and this goes on. God wants to deliver. Bow your head, let's pray for the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, everybody watching this broadcast right now. Oh God, touch their lives and meet the needs of their lives on the television broadcast right now. Oh God, save, deliver, and make free. Oh God, break every yoke, oh God. I thank you for saving and delivering in Jesus' name. Amen. You can finish watching this broadcast on YouTube. Look for us, the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated. Okay, now look at that verse. He said, the priest delivers to the captain. Who's captain? Anybody in sin? Anybody bound by anything but the love of God? They're captive. People are captive in the sex trade and human trafficking and meal trafficking. Deliverance is needed. Deliverance with through God's word is needed. True deliverance, where people are delivered through the word of God, and a man or woman of God pleading the blood of Jesus and cast out devil out of people. Deliverance. Only way true deliverance is gonna come out. First of all, if there's a need, and then it's accepted. <clears throat> Until. Deliverance is accepted. Nobody's going to be free. Amen. You got to accept your deliverance. Amen. Then it said, recovering the sight of the blind and the set at liberty those that are bruised. Did you hear what it said? It said, recovering the sight of the blind. Recovering the spiritual sight of those that are spiritually blind. Amen. Why? Because people go to church every day and they can't see nothing. Yeah. People watch church TV and still can't see nothing. People watch church on TV and they can't see nothing. They watch it online. They listen to podcasts and they still can't receive nothing. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen. God wants to recover our eyesight that we can see. When the scales are taken off our eyes, we can see clear. And we can walk with God in peace. And understand what the will of God is for our lives. The Bible says, search the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life. Many people testify they had it and found it. They didn't because they searched it. We have to really search God's word every day. Amen. Every day we have to search God's word so we know what God's word says. We have to read God's word with understanding. We have to use our eyesight to see our ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say. God wants to recover those that lost their sight. He wants to heal those that's been bruised and beat up. Sometimes we cause ourselves to get caught up in stuff and it messes us up down the line. That's not God's plan for our life. That's not God's plan for our life. It is God's plan that we receive full kingdom blessings. Amen. That's God's plan. Man's plan is not that. Man's plan is not that. It's never been man's plan for us to receive kingdom blessing. It's for us to follow what craziness that they're doing. Did you hear me? 
It's for them, us to follow the crazy stuff that they're doing and never, ever receive what God has for us. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 34. Psalms 34 and verse 4. Listen to the word. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I'm going to read that again. I want you to listen to it carefully. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Notice what it says. What do it say, Sister Wells? I sought the Lord. You sought the Lord. It's something you have to do. It's not just going to some church building or watching some church service and it's going to happen. You got to seek the Lord. You have to seek the Lord God Almighty for yourself. It's personal because he wants to hear from you directly. I sought the Lord. Now listen to what it says. I sought the Lord and he heard me. He heard him. The Lord heard him. Now that's important. In order to obtain deliverance, the person who you're going to, to deliver for has to hear you. Amen. And accept what you're saying to bring you deliverance. Amen. Notice the words that he sent his word. And healed them. Why? Because they were a request made. They made a request for deliverance. Amen. And he sent it and healed them and delivered them from all their all they destruction. But in this verse, it's interesting. Oh, I once in a while I tell a story about me driving on uh, on the Bay Bridge in Maryland years ago. I didn't know anything about that bridge the first time I, my brother introduced me to that bridge, told me it was a shortcut to come home from uh, Virginia, Maryland, where I was, I think it was Maryland. So while I had rented a van, I, I, I was supposed to get a, a car, automobile, and a rental agency gave me a truck, you know, in a fancy truck. Now there should be a truck. So I'm not a truck driver. I don't like them. So, but I took it anyway and I began to drive it. Big old giant thing. I'm not going to be the family. I'm not moving nothing. I don't need a big truck. But it was one of those uh, Ford, uh, I forgot, I forgot 250. No, not a 250. I forgot what they call it. So I'm driving down the highway and the light comes on. But an axle. Now I'm starting to panic. I'm in the middle of nowhere. But there was nothing wrong with just uh, a computer error. However, I drove it. I drove it wherever I was going, but to be truthful, I became nervous driving. That's unusual for me to be like that, but I was by myself and that's true. So when I was leaving a relative house, my brother told me to take that shortcut. So as I was arriving towards the Bay Bridge, the enemy already was talking in my, heart, my mind because that light was on. And then while I was going through the toll, it said, I heard him in a clear voice, he said, look at that bridge. 
Look how high that bridge is. And all of a sudden, I started panicking. As I begin to drive, I've been driving slow. I've been driving so slow, I'm panicking now. And I hide out. He done worked on my mind. He had tricked me. He thought, at least he thought he did. He thought he had me. So I'm driving across the bridge slow. His truck, the light on, and he talking. And then in the order of my voice, he said to me, make a U-turn. I'm panicking. I got my hand on the steering wheel like this. And he said, make a U-turn. He wanted to make a U-turn on the bridge. I knew I couldn't do no such thing unless I wanted to die for sure. But what happened is, this is why I tell people to know God's word for yourself. Read God's word for yourself. Read God's word. Get it in your soul. Not just in your head. As I begin to drive, the spirit of God begin to lift up the word of God in me, saying, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rise up against me and judgment thou shalt come scared. All the different scripture begin to flow out of me and the confidence of God begin to come alive in me. The fairly, hallelujah. Why? <clears throat> Look at that verse. Look at that verse. It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my bed. I needed God help on that highway, on that, 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 that bridge. Amen. I needed God help on that bridge. Not nobody else could help me. There was nobody to call because I couldn't get my hand off the steering wheel. I'm going to tell you this. I know for a fact I'm alive today because I'm here. I know for a fact that the spirit of God is real because he brought me through that. I know for a fact that he's a deliverer because he's delivered me from all my fears on that, that bridge. I went across that bridge and then I went across the next bridge and I came home. Of course I was fussing with them when I took the, the, the vehicle back. I said, you gave me a bad vehicle from the start. Amen. Oh, you want us to, you want us to deduct something off the auto payment? I wasn't ever supposed to get that vehicle. I don't drive no trucks. No, where, 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 what in the world I needed with a truck? The point I want to bring out is God will deliver you if you ask him. Amen. God will bring deliverance to you if you ask him. The Bible tells us we have not because we ask not. Don't be afraid to ask God to deliver you. Be honest, I need to be delivered. I need to be delivered from my past. I need to be delivered from death. But you got to be willing to deal with my about the death when God brings deliverance. Deliverance. It is something that takes place when you request me. Deliverance does not just happen. A woman that's having a baby, her water got to generally break before she can have that baby, whether it's through cesarean or whether she just drops the baby. One way or it's the only way that baby's coming. So the lady let that baby come. Okay? If she don't let it, she's she not let, relaxing and let that baby come. It's not going to come. It might die. Deliverance. But she wants to be delivered and carrying that baby for nine months. She wants to be delivered. Ain't no man could explain it. Ain't no man. Ain't no man on this earth 
I don't care how many sex chains you have. No man will ever be a woman and a woman will never be a man. I don't care how you have these doctors modify your sexual organs or whatever you want to do. You got to strip the entire body of all the organs, all the vessels to make them with the other person. You ain't fooling me. Ain't no man on this earth. They tried to run some number that the man was having a baby. No, the woman had a sex change to her baby and got pregnant. You ain't fooling me. We're supposed to be stupid and dumb. Oh, wow. Now men have babies. No. Men wasn't designed to have babies. They were designed to help make babies. We wasn't designed to have babies. That's man trying to cross up everything to satisfy his corrupt mind. They invented the evil thing. You got to really look at the things as they are and stop pretending, putting a bag over your eyes. God will deliver you. I can say that with confidence. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about something I don't know. <laughs> I know God is a healer. I know God is a deliverer. I know God is a wake waker. And I know God is a friend. Almighty God is a father. God wants us to have a personal relationship with him. So when you call, he'll deliver. Don't you know if you call, well, here in the United States, I can't speak in no other country. When you pick up your phone and call a pizza parlor, any pizza place, and if they offer delivering, they're going to deliver the pizza that you want. They're going to charge your card first more than likely, or they're going to come and get cash. They want to deliver. Listen to this. If they deliver pizza and food and stuff, they want to deliver it because there's more sales for them. Listen to what God has had said. The soul that sinneth it shall die and not carry in God's sight. God wants to deliver you so your soul can be saved. Amen. So you can become part of the kingdom of God. Same thing. But when you call, He'll deliver. God will deliver. I assure you, God will deliver you. I assure you, God will heal you. You got to trust him though. You got to act on this word of God. You got to act on the word of God. You got to search the word. I'm not kidding you. You got to search the word of God. See what God said. I was thinking about what it, uh, the apostles, he made a statement. It was really interesting. He was talking about tithing. And he said, well, when he first started going to church, he got saved. He only gave a dollar. He didn't make a lot of money. He said he made $65 a week. It's really interesting. Years ago. But he said something that was interesting. Listen to this. He said, a non-tither explain to him, if you pay your tithes, God will bless you. I listened to him because when he started talking, he said, when I used to be poor, you know me, I started listening to preachers when they started talking. I wasn't wondering if he did about money. You know, these preachers be scamming and stuff. But anyway, I listened to him. It's really interesting, his personal testimony. He said that 
when the person told him that he looked at the scripture, he said that, and now, listen to this part. He read that God would bless him properly if he paid his tithe, if he did what he was supposed to do. He read that if he gave God 10%, that's what he's supposed to do, and God will reward him. So he made $65 a year, a month, a week, excuse me. And he started paying $6.50 a tie, and I think he said $5 offer. He wound up telling how God blessed him. Not with just more money, but with a promotion at that time that he could have never got on his own, at, or no, no matter what he did. He could have never got it. And it went on and it grew on that God made him an analyst in the company. I don't know exactly what he was doing, but whatever it was, God promoted him and promoted him and promoted him. Why? So they follow what God's word say. It was nothing good about him. It was no great deed. It's that he was obedient to what God had to say. Amen. He didn't question it. A lot of people don't believe in paying tithes. They don't believe in giving offerings. They throw a dollar in the pan and say, whatever, that's it. We are under two rules. Well, um, I teach the ministry I have, either you pay 10% tithe or you do first fruits. But you need to understand what tithing is. I did a, a, a Bible study on tithing. Maybe I'll do a service one day on tithing. But the whole thing is this. Deliverance comes through obedience. That's what messes most people up. A lot of people never get delivered from nothing because they're not obedient to nothing. People want their homes to get right, their wives to do right, their husbands to do right. They want God to bring deliverance to their home, but they won't do right. They trashing a wife, trashing a husband, but yet they want God to deliver. It doesn't work like that. Listen to what Jesus said. If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto myself. He said, if he be lifted up, you got to lift up Christ Jesus in your home. Amen. You got to stop trashing your husband. You got to stop trashing your children. Stop spoiling your children too. They don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. You got to clean your act up. You can't wait till your child is 18, 19 years old to tell them to pick up their clothes. Boy, y'all some jacked up people today. And y'all want deliverance? <laughs> You'll never get deliverance that way. You got to seek the Lord for deliverance. You got to seek God in your living. That's why you got to search the scripture. Deliverance is there, beloved. I know everybody want money. But beloved and credit. Money is just a substance. Credit is just power. And everybody ain't getting that credit power. You wouldn't know what to do with a $10,000 credit card for some people. They wouldn't know what to do. They're going to go run the whole thing up in a day, and then they got to figure out how to pay it. Amen. No, they can't pay it at all. That's why you can't get a $10,000 credit card. People want God to give, to bless them with stuff. He already know they don't know what to do with it. That's why these prosperity preachers run around talking about God wants to give you everything you want. Everything you ask for. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. First of all, God said in the word, I'll bless you going in and going out. You don't got to pay nobody to tell you that. He'll bless you going in and coming out. 
if you obey him. <laughs> it's easy. You're already blessed. The Bible said in Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Yeah. He said, oh my goodness, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel. You're already blessed. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 86. Psalms 86 and 13. This is what it says. For great is thy mercy towards me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. Listen to this. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. You know, many people say this is hell. Have you ever heard that? The world people say, this is hell. It ain't getting no worse than this. Yes, it is. <laughs> My brother used to say this is hell. My oldest brother used to always say that. And I used to try to convince him in vain that this wasn't hell. Because <laughs> he said, look how they treat black people. Look at this. Look at that. Look at the other, and I'm telling you, he would go on and on and on and on and on, and it was a losing battle. Trying to convince him that this wasn't hell. But I'm gonna tell you, like I tried my best to tell him, this isn't hell. You may live a hellish life, that's up to you. But God will deliver you from winding up in hell if you allow him to get a hold of your life. I'll say it again. God will deliver you from going to the lowest hell. God will keep you from going down in the gutter if you allow him. Amen. You can lose everything today. Everything, every dime. I was watching this show. And this guy was a singer since he was a, a preteen. And he had a manager and uh, um, I forgot what the other guy was, a caretaker, whatever. So he grew up, he was in the late, uh, he came up in his 20s and he went to uh, another country and he got arrested while he was in the country because they found out there was a lot of fraud going on with him and he got arrested and uh, he didn't do no fraud but his manager took all his money and did all the fraud. They took all the money, all the stuff. Transferred all the property, everything. So now he's penniless. He was now penniless. He had to find out how to live now. That he lost everything. But this is unique. You could lose everything you have and God to give you back tripled amount. Do you know the story of Job? Job is a perfect example. Job lost everything and was dying with boils on his blood and his wife don't curse God and die. Curse him and die. Job said, you talk like a foolish woman. Why would I curse God? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You got to know who God is. Job knew that God 
could restore all that he's lost. He had confidence in God that God was capable. See, this is where you make a mistake with deliverance. Until you realize that God is capable of delivering you, you'll never receive it. You have to realize that God is capable and able and willing to deliver you. You got to accept that. I always tell the story of the famous preacher, mother that was dying of cancer. Everybody gave up to die. A friend gave her up to die. And they called her silly and foolish while she was, uh, she started somehow. She found just a drop of faith. Just a drop. And she started reading all the scriptures about God healing people, the Lord healing people, the Holy Ghost healing people, the Holy Ghost moving, God moving, the Lord Jesus Christ, the dealer, follow what his father said, healing people. And she started confessing all those scriptures. It took a long time, but step by step, her face was growing supernaturally until she was healed in the natural. Did you hear what I say? God brought deliverance in her life while all those naysayers she, she knew tell her she was going to die. You crazy. I'd rather trust God's word than what anybody say. Because they're going to say you crazy. Well, you better get the operation because the doctor said so. No! No. I'll tell you this. The Bible says, see, when we, we got to follow the word of God. The Bible said, if any sick among you, let them call the elders of the church. Let them anoint you all. You're praying. If you're forgiven and committed any sin, you'll be forgiven. Let them pray for you. Then go to the hospital. Then let the doctor do a checkup or whatever. Why? Because you already got heaven working in your behalf. Amen. You try to do it the reverse. And then you get upset when nothing happens. I had a friend. Something happened to her. She became paralyzed. She had to move around in a wheelchair. Mm. That young woman trusts God. It's amazing. She got out. She praised God. She did what she was supposed to do. Worship God. Walk before God. God got out of that chair. Got out of that chair. She got married. Had her life on. Because God is a deliverer. That people need to understand you have to accept that God will deliver you. You have to accept this. You got to accept. You cannot get God. You know what? People spend millions of dollars running around the different churches and revivals and preachers thinking that the preacher do all the healing. They don't realize the greatest man or woman of God can pray for your healing. Except you accept it. It's not going to take place. I'm telling you, I pray for many people and God healed many people. I pray for people that were dying in God's spirit of their life. They died later because they wouldn't accept Christ. They thought God was just going to let them live on. For what? He gave them time. They didn't want it. <laughs> God gave them time, but they didn't want it. I know two people like that. Deliverance. It's a price to pay. Let's move on. Let's go to Judges chapter 15. Judges chapter 15. Judges chapter 15 and verse 18. <clears throat> Listen to this. 
And he was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now I shall die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. Listen to this. And he was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now I shall die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. This is about Samson. Tough Mr. Samson. Tough Mr. Samson. Big muscles, strong muscles. Now all of a sudden, he's going to die of thirst. After God unused him mightily, he's going to die of thirst. And God is not capable of giving him some water. That's us. God didn't open the doors for you and brought deliverance and all this. And now you're going to go tell God, now I'm going to die of hunger because I don't got no food. You mean if God just brought you out of darkness into his marvelous life, he saved you, delivered you, made you free. He's not capable of giving you water or food. Oh, glory to God. I am the Lord thy God that changeth not. I am a provider. I am a way maker. I am our Shedadai, El Hillaham. I am that I am. Amen. Oh, glory to God. He's a provider. Mm. He's a way maker. Amen. He is deliverance. Now, people don't understand this. This is deliverance. As I hold up this Bible, this Bible is deliverance. Why? Why is the Bible delivered? Because it's the word of God. Amen. When we take hold of the word of God, we are taking hold of deliverance. When we accept Jesus Christ into our life, we accept in deliverance. The scripture said, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk up rightly before. He is deliverance. The problem is we won't acknowledge that we need deliverance. We won't accept deliverance. Amen. That's the problem. We don't want to accept God's deliverance. We want it our way. We want it our way and no way. It's the truth. You tell somebody to listen to a gospel message for an hour, a, a service, oh, I can't do that. That's too long. But yet God, you want God to deal with you. You want God to bless your life. You want God to make ways for you. Well, that service don't have no singing. There's no music. Always a sorry behind excuse. But yet you want God to do all this stuff for you. You want God to be with you in the late midnight hour. You want God to be with you on the highway. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. God honor them that honor him. God love them that love him. God love them that hate what he hate and love what he love. Look at that verse. Judges 15 and 18. 
and he was sore athirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now I shall die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised, the unstay. All of a sudden, you got no faith. You have faith to fight all these battles over the years. But now you're saying you're thirsty and God won't give you water. And that you're going to fall into the hands of the unsaved. You're going to fall into the hands of your debt collectors. Where's your faith? Did you leave your faith on the battlefield? God's grace is sufficient for you. His peace is more than enough for you. Amen. His peace he give unto you. He don't give it to the world, give it to you. Not that the world give it, because the world can't give God peace. The world can only give us peace. The world's peace is financial comfort. Nice home. Then after that phase away. When the money run out, when the, the excitement of the house run out, you're back to square one. I could buy a brand new house today. After a while, I'll lose the excitement because I've been here running up and down the house all the time, all the time, all the time. It's just like a new car. That's the funny thing about materialistic things. They have temporal deliverance. We, were, we took our car to the shop and we got a loaner. Lord knows. Oh, my Lord, that car has so much new technology in it. I mean, it was a mess. <laughs> that car had so much tech when I was trying to figure this stuff out. My vehicle already have a lot of stuff in it. But the 2022s has a ton of stuff in it. And let me tell you, I was so glad to give that vehicle back. It was a big, juicy gas guzzler. But an average person, if they had my vehicle that I have, they would they'd be crying and complaining they want a new one. And then when they get the new vehicle, they'll be crying and complaining, I wish I had my other car because this is too much headache and I got to pay too much gas. <laughs> That's how we are. That's exactly how we are. But the benefit of me, of this thing, uh, uh, having taken my car to the shop is that I get a loan and I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to run a car while my car's in the shop. They'll even drop the car alone or off to me. But I could be a foolish person and complain. That all this and all that about the car. Oh, oh. But I'm, I have something that other people don't get. Everybody don't get a loaner. Deliverance. If you truly want deliverance, you have to accept it. You have to accept deliverance. Yeah. It's being able to look at yourself and look beyond yourself and say, I need deliverance. I accept deliverance in God's word. I accept. You got to talk to yourself. I accept deliverance. I don't want to live like this. I want to be delivered. I want to be made free. I want to be made whole. Yeah. Yeah. You run around talking about I this and I that. Well, I say I want to be delivered. Amen. Yeah. I want to be free. I don't want to be bound. I only want to be bound by the love of God. I don't want to be bound by lust, confusion, madness, nothing like that. 
Look at that verse one more time. And he was so thirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given his great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now I shall die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised. He was just saying all kind of crazy stuff. He done doubted God's capability after all this stuff that God done through Samson. All of a sudden he's doubting that, first of all, God could give him a cup of water. And then he's turning around, he's going to fall into the hand of the uncircumcised, the unsaved. You ain't fall into the hands of nobody unless you jump in the hand. Because you got to come out of God's hand first. Amen. You, know, you can jump out of God's hand. When you put God, you go to God and God look after you. He'll feed you. He'll give you something to drink. I, in all my years being saved, I have never been hungry. What I mean not hungry is I want to explain something to you. There's nights I've been hungry. There's, I'll be honest with you. There's many nights I've been hungry. Many nights. You want to know why? Sometimes I've been too lazy to get anything to eat. I'm serious. I have a history for that. I'll pick up a candy party before I eat some food. I'm serious. Sometimes I'll get lazy. I don't want to. I don't want to warm up no food. I don't want to cook nothing. Not because God hasn't provided. There's a difference. Not because God hasn't provided. It's simply because I have not taken the time to get nothing to eat. So I'll go to bed hungry. I'll drink a cup of tea or I'll have me a cheese sandwich or something. I'm, I don't want to cook. It's too, too much work. I don't want to do that. In all my years being saved, I have never had to bake for food. God said you wouldn't be begging his seed. His seed would not be begging for bread. I'm telling you, God, don't lie. I ain't never had to beg for bread. I ain't never had to beg nobody for bread. I like to eat. But I ain't never begged no. I ain't, I ain't never begged no more. I, a lot of times I didn't eat because I didn't want to eat. Or uh, what was put before me, I didn't want to eat or something like that. But I never, you know, my ear, because God don't lie. He's not like God. He's a food deliverer. He'll bring food to you. Oh, yes, he will. He'll make ways out of no ways because he's a deliverer. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to Obedadiah. Obedadiah chapter one. It's only one chapter in there. A better, a better die. I'm always fighting me trying to find some of these books in my Bible. A better die, chapter one, verse seven, seventeen. <clears throat> Listen to this. A better die, chapter one, verse seventeen says. But upon, but, a, but upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. I'll read it again. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. But upon Mount Zion, the house of God, it's supposed to be deliverance. Amen. Deliverance is supposed to be in the house of God. Did you hear that? 
Deliverance is supposed to be in the house of God. There used to be a time you could go into church and get delivered without a preacher laying hand on you, just getting in the presence of God and begin to worship God and putting in a magnifying God and the power of God to come down and deliver you. Not today. They got to smack you on the head. <laughs> they got to smack you on the head, rub oil, have oil running down your whole body, and you still can't get delivered. You still can't get delivered. The word of God has to be sent into their spirit for you to get your deliverance and sent to your spirit. Look at that verse one more time. <clears throat> Upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. And there shall be what? Holiness. That's one of the keys. Holy living. Listen to this. The Bible says, be ye, be ye holy, for I am holy. God said, be ye holy, for he is holy. And then he picked up in Hebrews 12 and 14, it says, Peace follow all men, and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. That's what he said. That's what the word of God says. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what God said. Let's look at that verse real quick. Hebrews 12, 14. Hebrews 12, 14 said, follow peace with all men and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. It is very clear. They don't want to talk about holy living. They don't want to talk about separating themselves before God, but you want God to deliver you and he's a holy God. You want God's deliverance? You got to be holy. They said, I didn't know you had to be holy to be delivered. You don't, but you need to be holy according to God's word. You see, deliverance can take place in your life for you to become holy. Amen. No, deliverance doesn't mean that you say. Deliverance means that God delivered you. You sincerely ask God to deliver you from something, and he did. Amen. But it doesn't mean you are saved. Only through possessing for salvation is repenting of your sins and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior, not deliverance. Because I've seen many people get healed and delivered by God, and they thought they were saved, and that's not salvation. Even the word of God had told you that. Except the man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't enter into the kingdom of God. So don't confuse deliverance and salvation. They're two different things. So Benadiah 1 and 17 says, But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. God wants you to possess what belongs to you. Amen. God wants you to possess what belongs to you. Not somebody else. That, get that out of your head. Stop trying to get other people's stuff. That's why you can't get delivered. You stupid. He's trying to get other people's. Oh, my goodness. You know, one of the things that we learned in business is my, you got six months to mind your business and six months to leave somebody else alone. 
Now you got 365 days a year to take care of your own business. Mind your business. Stop trying to get other people's stuff and get delivered from what you need to be delivered. Stop worrying about other people delivered. Getting delivered and you get delivered. Let's move on. Let's go to Joel chapter 2, verse chapter 2, verse 32. Joel chapter 2 and verse 32. Look at that verse. Listen to this. Joel chapter 2 verse 32 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, shall be deliverers as the Lord have it said and in the randomment of whom he shall call. I'll read it again. Listen to it closely. And it shall come to pass whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverers as the Lord has said, have it said and in the randomment whom the Lord shall call. Whosoever. See, it didn't say a black guy, a white guy, a Jewish guy, a fat guy, a skinny guy, skinny girl, whatever. It's a whosoever. Whether it be boy, girl, grown adult. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord from their heart shall be delivered. Not Mike. Not Mike. You know what the scripture says? Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever, put yourself there. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord in honesty and truth and ask him to truly deliver them, he will. You got to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with God. Tell the truth. That's the problem with us. That's why a lot of people never get delivered. They're not honest with themselves. Must let's be honest with God. Look at that verse one more time. And it shall come to pass whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, shall be deliverance. As the Lord hath said, and in the random in whom he shall call. Did you hear that? The random in he shall call. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You might. But he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. That's what we need. We need to be delivered from ourselves. From the enemy, our strong enemy, <clears throat> whatever it is. We have to want God's deliverance. We have to truly want God's deliverance. Everybody goes through different things in their life. Everybody did different things, but we need God's deliverance. Every day. Every moment of the day. 
If there's one person here today that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, today is your day. Today is your day to be delivered, saved, healed, and made free. I want you to bow your head with me right now and pray a simple pray a simple prayer of repentance for salvation. And let God deliver your life. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Come on, come on. Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now. Sanctify me right now. Heal my soul. Save me from the cloud of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you for dying on the course of Calvary, Lord, for me. I thank you for riding on the third day. I thank you for bringing deliverance in my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, let me pray for everybody. Father, in Jesus' name, I you touch every little soul watching this broadcast right now. Meet the needs of their lives. Save, deliver, and make free. I thank you for saving and delivering today. In Jesus' name. Now listen. You can visit our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org, and you can leave a prayer request. You can become a partner. Uh, you can give a love gift. You can uh, 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 give a testimony. You need to do some of those things. We also need your financial support. <clears throat> Soon we'll be starting our 24-hour Bible study channel. I'll let you know. I think next week, next, excuse me, next week I'll give you the information for that. And then you'll be able to know more about that. You can watch the Bible studies. All right, listen. Stay faithful. Stay faithful to God. Obey God's word. And I'll see you either for Wednesday night Bible study at 8.15 or back here on next Sunday for Sunday service. God bless.